more revelatory insight into this new year as we continue our series of prophetic words for 2024. I'm about to bring on a dear friend of mine who received a word from the Lord about 2024 while she was doing their church service on December 31st. And the Lord spoke to her and said what he wants us to leave behind, what his promise is for those who are willing to do this, and maybe most importantly, the key that's going to help make all of that possible. I'm Robert Hodgkin, and this is Heroes Arise, the streaming media broadcast that equips, encourages, and empowers you to arise as the hero, warrior, and champion God created you to be. So let's jump in and let me bring on my dear friend, Michelle De La Pena. How are you, Michelle? Hi, everyone. Hi, Robert. Thank you for having me. I'm, you know, a little nervous about it, but it's all right. It's all good. Well, I'm amazed that you are nervous because you and your wonderful husband, who's also a dear friend, Alvin, you pastor one of my absolute favorite churches in the entire world. I love you too. I love New Life, the Fort in Manila. I love your congregation. And you guys are a powerhouse pastoral couple as leaders of the church, but you are also a powerhouse worship leader and you are immensely prophetic. So when you reached out and you sent me this word, I was reading through it and I know you were just sending it to me as a friend, letting, you know, letting me know, Hey, this is what God is speaking. What do you think? And I got so excited because it's a really great word. And I also, I told you before we started recording, I got excited when I read it because it was confirming <laughs> things I was hearing and I know how prophetic you are. So I was like, Oh, I'm hearing, if I'm hearing things like Michelle's hearing, I'm hearing, I'm hearing. So <laughs> I, I know that w this is a weighty word, and one of the things I love about this word, Michelle, is it's strategic, it's pastoral, and it's the mission and mandate of what we're doing here. It equips, it encourages, and it empowers, so I'm very excited for you to share this word. You heard my intro that there's sort of three aspects for this. I'm yes. going to give you room to however you want to bring the word. But um, if, if you would like to, you may just want to read exactly what you wrote down that God said, and we'll get rolling that way. But however you feel to do it, my friend. Well, thank you, Robert. I mean, I just want to share that. Like you had mentioned that this was a word that had been given during our um well, we call it our New Year service, right? Because it was on the 31st of December. Um, we had two services that Sunday and I received it in our first service, but I wasn't sure if God wanted me to release that word and it didn't feel like it was ready. But come the second service, I was able to show my husband what I had written out because when God speaks to me, I tend to write them out, say, of course, on your phone. Who doesn't write on their phone now, right? Um, but at the same time, when I showed it to him, what I said to him was, um, you know, hon, I don't know if this is for our family personally, or this is for, you know, the church. And he goes, honey, this is our family. You know, the church is our family. So if you feel ready to release that, go ahead. So when I stepped in, I did release that word. So let me share it with you. Um, the first part of it goes, leave behind the pains, offense, doubts, and hurts, and pick up his strength, his wisdom, his mercy, and his grace. The year ahead is unlike anything you've ever experienced yet. 
it will have its share of challenges and hardships, but there is a fight within you that will not allow disappointment or discouragement to be the outcome. Opportunities will arise out of them. Have eyes to see it. They aren't typical opportunities that you think they'll be. New things, new ways, new victories. You will see and experience my glory in greater depth and height, and it will cause you to stand in awe of me. There will be tears, but not of sorrow. They will be of great joy. The key to this year is to stay close to me because I will surround you with more of me. Saturate your life with my word, my heart, my spirit. You can have as much of me as you want. I'm not far from you. I've been waiting for you, patiently waiting for you to realize your need for me. I'm right here. You know, and so when God gave this word, of course, you can't help but start thinking about what the what 2023 had been like. And of course, he mentions there are going to be challenges. And you're kind of like, haven't we had enough challenge this year? Um, but going into the new year, 2024, there is a hopefulness that God has imparted because he's going to be with us in the midst of it. You know, so, I mean, for me, as I spoke it, I mean, last year was a hard year. You know, I would say it was tough. It was challenging, but you saw God come through. And to be honest, I think when God was speaking this, he was speaking at two levels, one very personally to me and one to our congregation or whoever was ready to listen to this word. Because like towards the end of the year, it came to a point like there's just one thing after another and you just feel like, ah, and, and it came to the point that I wanted to just shout up in the, at the sky and go, God, what's going on? Of course, this was all happening in my head, right? But I heard God tell me after that, he goes, are you done? You know, like a loving father would, are you done? And, you know, and of course, like a child who's still pouting, you just go, yes. But as soon as I, as soon as I did that, even if it was in my head, it was just this whole emotional battle. It felt like it was a release. And God was so much bigger than what I was feeling in the moment. And he goes, it's okay. It's okay to, for you to feel that way, but don't stay there. You know, and I believe that this word was something that a lot of people can relate to as they go into the new year because of the things that have happened in 2023 for them. Yeah, I agree. I think it's uh, one of the things that's interesting, Michelle, is I've just come out of a uh, multi-day gathering of prophetic and apostolic leaders. And there was about there was about 55 of us actually gathered together to share, to listen, to, to kind of strategize. And what you heard so lines up with what so many of us were saying and, and receiving, including that this really is a year for strategies and solutions. This is a year for the counsel and might of the Lord to really understand what's going on, what's needed and how to implement it. And that's what I like about this word. I mean, um, it's so encouraging. And I, I'm so grateful that you shared the story of your process with God in it, because a lot of people will connect with that. Yeah. You know, I know for me, one of the things in our audience has heard, I think, I can't remember if I've released three, two or three of the five words I'm releasing for 2024. And so much of what you're saying is in line with what I've been hearing, but also what they've all been experiencing, where it has been a challenging few years. And if, and this is a year of so much opportunity 
but we have to see the opportunities. One of the words the Lord gave me was that where you've seen the storm, now you'll see the opportunity. And when you see the opportunity, you'll see the, the, the ability basically to step into your authority to silence the storm. But one awesome. of the things that will keep us from seeing the opportunity, I believe, is exactly what you're talking about. You know, the pains, the offenses, the doubts, the hurts. I want to hear more from you because my sense is God has encouraged me since probably November to get really real with him. And I yeah. did. I was like, okay, God, because when he told me spoils of war in 2024 and he said that means there's going to be a continued God-ordained season of warfare. At first, I just thought, like you said, are you kidding? More warfare? Come on, Lord. <laughs> but he let me know. It's like, yes, more warfare, but you've got to shift your perspective on what God-ordained seasons of warfare are. They're not about what the enemy's up to. They're not about the enemy advancing. They're about me gracing you to partner with me to take territory. Yes. And as I was sharing with someone else recently, it was on uh, last week's show with uh, uh, Bishop DiDio, God was saying, hey, if we've been crying out for a move of God in our churches, reformation in our nations, God to move in our families and our bodies and our souls, we're crying out for seasons of warfare. Not because, oh, we want the enemy to attack, but no, we're going to take back territory from the enemy. But God also promised that those who are willing to show up in battle, knowing he's leading us in triumph, then there will be spoils of war, which is way more than recovering what was lost, because that's just recompense. Spoils is more than we ever had before this whole thing even started. So right. I really like I had to get honest with God and say, OK, God, yes, you have my yes, but I need to be real with you. I'm weary. <laughs> Yeah. And, he, and he didn't have any problem with that. He started washing me in his water and reminded me, well, times of, there are times of refreshing in my presence. So come into my presence and I'll refresh you and I'll deal with the weariness. I'll deal yes. with the weariness. He was even seeing things in my heart because of all the violations of trust by government, by industry, by the medical community, by, you know, leaders in the church who have been exposed. He said, I, also, I don't just want to deal with your weariness. I want to deal with your weariness. So I really like that you were saying my response to God was, hey, okay, but come on. And I think that's one of the things we need to get better at as the body is to get real with God, not to murmur and complain and have a toddler hissy fit like I can do, but to say, Lord, here's where I am. Because as I always tell our audience, God's favorite place to meet us is exactly where we are, but we have yes. to be willing to be there we've got to be willing to be there. And too often we want to pretend, we want to present a good face to God like he doesn't know what's going on <laughs> in our hearts. But I loved how you said, if we're willing to let him help us leave behind the pains, the offense, the doubts, and the hurts, then we'll be able to pick up his strength, pick up his wisdom, pick up yeah. his mercy, pick up his grace, and we'll have opportunities arise out of the difficulties that are ahead. We'll not just see the storm, but we'll see the opportunity in the storm and that we can stand in our authority and tell the storm to be still. Yeah, I mean, you think about it. Most people enter, we have new year resolutions, right? But a lot of times the new year resolutions are about fixing what's fixing ourselves for what's ahead. And physically, a lot of times we don't really deal with um, what we're carrying emotionally. And that is actually more heavy than natural weight that you're carrying. 
right? And if we don't let those things go, there isn't much space to pick anything else up, right? Or if you pick anything else up, it just drowns in the, in the mess, right? But God is so good at turning a mess into a message. But we have to be able to say, Lord, here I am. And here's everything I'm feeling. Here's everything I'm thinking about. And lay that at his feet. And he goes, hey, what I've got for you is my strength. You know, because we can we can rely on, on on our own strength. I'm sure we've all done this, right? You know, we've we've tried and tried and tried, and that's part of where the weariness comes from, is because you're trying everything in your own effort to try to get the God results that you know His promises have been the promises that He's released to you um, to come to pass. But that's not our job. Our job as a believer is to believe. You know, and we have to be believing and trusting in him because he is good. He knows what this year holds. That's why he warns us ahead of time to prepare ourselves. And part of that preparation is to be able to leave those things. Now, it's of course, when we leave those things, we have an enemy that constantly reminds us, you know, oh, do you remember what happened last year? It's going to be the same thing that happens this year. And, and you're like, well, the same God that got me through that's going to be the same God. So I have to remind myself about that. And, and I was talking to somebody, I think yesterday or just recently, and I was saying, you know, I don't think I've ever gotten to that point that I got to in December where I was just, I guess it was more frustrated. Um, you know, of course, that's not one of the things, but it is part of frustration can lead to offense because it's, you're not seeing happen what you want to happen. And so in my frustration, when it was just one thing after another, I just, uh, that's when I just felt like I screamed on the inside. And I was just like, where are you? You've made promises. Where are you? You know, and, and you said we weren't going to be ashamed. You said this, you said this. And then after all of that, that's when I really heard him just simply say very gently, of course, you know, and it was almost like he was kind of laughing at me. Um, like, you know, a father this out of the frustrations, it's okay. I got you, but it's like, are you done? And, when I said yes, I mean, still kind of like a child, but knowing that my father loves me, because that's yeah. always been the picture that I've had of God, is that I can always come and sit on his lap and lean on his chest, and he's going to speak to me, he's just going to hold me, he's going to just love me through it. And so even as I was complaining, I know God is big enough to handle my complaints, and that's why he kind of cut it, are you done? because he didn't want me to continue down that route. And I guess for anybody who's listening, you know, sometimes we're going to have to, not sometimes, a lot of times we're going to have to catch what it is that we're saying, because as believers, our words are so very powerful. And when we release those into the atmosphere, they begin to take, they begin to frame our world, right? And so how do we want our world framed? And that's why when we're picking up his strength, his wisdom and his mercy and his grace, that's what we begin to frame our our, our world with, especially as we step into 2024. And that's why I love how when he said, yes, there's going to be challenge, ladies and gentlemen, there's going to be challenge, you know, and, and there's going to be hardship. And I'm sure people are like, this is not a very comforting, encouraging word. But he also says there's going to be a fight on the inside of you, a fight on the inside of you that will not allow disappointment or discourage to discouragement to be the outcome of what you're facing. And so that just simply means as you're trusting him, he's building you up on the inside to be strong and courageous, to begin to move forward into what he has for you and to see that there are opportunities. They may not look like opportunities at the moment, but we need to be able to come to God and say, Lord, show me 
in this moment, what's the opportunity here? You know, what is the opportunity that you're trying to reveal to me so that when I step into this, it's going to break open everything else that you've been wanting to, uh, to come forth for me and for those that are connected to me. He says new ways, new things, new victories. You know, one of the things that I think we, not to necessarily leave behind, but sometimes we carry our victories, like those trophies. You don't, you're not supposed to be walking around with your trophies, right? I mean, if you think about it, trophies are very heavy. So if you're walking around with all these trophies and all of these medals, they actually will weigh you down more than help you speed up. You put those trophies on display so you can look back at what had been done, right? You, and yes, it's the memory of that that you carry forward. But the, the, and I guess the weightiness of that victory, but you don't carry the trophies themselves. Oh, look at this, look at this. No, you're going, I see what God's done and I'm so grateful because I know that he did this for me at this point in my life and he's gonna do this, he can do it again, maybe not the same way. And I think that's one of our issues is that we always tend to expect God to do it exactly the same way he did it. And so we end up limiting what he can do or limiting our sight to what he is already doing in the moment and we might miss it, but I believe we won't, you know, as we choose yeah. to just say, Lord, here we are, we won't miss it. What, what you said about, yes, there'll be challenges and hardships, but there is a fight within you, he declared, yeah. that you will not allow disappointment, discouraged to be the outcome. Guys, I know with everything that you've been through and you're going through, you may be thinking, really? But remember what Michelle said, how important our words are. Here's what I want to invite you to do. Post in the comments below a simple prophetic agreement and declaration. Post something like, I will not let disappointment and discouragement be the outcome. Because here's the exciting thing. As soon as you make that statement, we get in our heads and go, well, I like that thought, but I have no idea how I'm going to do it. I feel like I barely made it through the last three years. But you're not saying in your strength. You're not saying in your ability. You're not saying in your might. You're saying I'm agreeing with what God has said, with what Michelle de la Pena prophesied and what she heard from the Lord. God says there's a fight within me. You know what it is? Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's why Amen. Christ, we're led. God leads us in triumph in Christ Jesus. When we're in Christ Jesus, we don't need the victory. We have the victory. God doesn't give us the triumph. He leads us into the manifestation of the triumph, but we've got to be willing to let him. And you posting that statement right now, it's not a its not a magic power, it's a statement of agreement. I will not let disappointment and discouragement be the outcome in 24. You're inviting God to arise in you. You're inviting God to lift you up like he lifted up Jairus. Talk about heartbreak, talk about difficulty. Jesus said, fear not, only believe. He wasn't saying, believe in your ability, Jairus, to figure this whole thing out. He was saying, look into my eyes, look into my heart and choose in this moment to invite me to help lift fear off of you, lift you back up. So all you gotta do is continue to walk with me. I'll walk you home and you know what's gonna happen? You're gonna see a greater miracle than what you showed up for. I know you're heartbroken over not seeing the healing, but if you're willing to let me lift you up, not your might, not your power, not your understanding, but me here with you, Jairus, and to you watching this, him, the Holy Spirit in you. If the Holy Spirit can lift Jesus Christ up and out of the grave, 
the very same spirit lives in you and wants to quicken you into every good thing God has for you in this year. And all he needs for you to do is agree. So you can even post, I agree, Lord, make it that simple, but make a statement, make a comment, make it in your heart, profess it with your mouth and put it in that comment section. Because when you do that, you're going to be amazed at the opportunities you start to see that you thought were difficulties. And Michelle, that's another aspect of one of the words he gave me for this year is he spoke so clearly to my heart. And he said, the greatest opportunities you'll have for kingdom impact in 2024 will not look like opportunities at first. And he said, they'll look like irritations. They'll look like delays. <laughs> they'll look like attacks but I'm going to help you see the opportunities. So my thought was, okay, if you know me, Lord, but if you'll help me see them and you'll help me stand in my authority and you'll help me open my mouth and decree and declare, I can't wait to see how you not only help me see the, the opportunity, but you're going to help me see the manifestation of the victory. Amen. I mean, like that ties in with, you know, the key, right? As you were encouraging the people watching that, you know, to stay close to him, you know, because a lot of times when we receive a, a prophetic word or we receive a promise from God, we want to see it happen right now. You know, I mean, we live in a generation that is everything is immediate. Everything's instant. It, everything's microwavable, you know? So, I mean, people want things really quickly and I understand that, but God loves process. You know, he likes to lead us along in the journey because as a believer, our destiny is set in Christ, but the journey with him helps us to get to know him even better. And so as we stay close to him, you know, I love when he said, saturate your life with my word, my heart and my spirit. One of my favorite scriptures in the message Bible talks about steeping um, ourselves in God realities right? God, God's wisdom, God's provision. And when, when you, when we talk about steeping ourselves, it's not just staying close to him. Cause you can be, you know, um, proximity wise, you're just standing next to him, but you're never getting his heart. I mean, it's like a husband and wife who never have a conversation, you know, it's in the conversation that you actually begin to hear what is really in his heart about you. And a lot of times we just go to God with a list of things, and say, here, God, this is everything that I need. This year is what I already think that I'm going to need as I see that this is what um, what's coming against me or this is what I'm believing for or dreaming about. But we need to be able to stop and say, Lord, what what do you see for this year? You know, what, like that, opportunities. How, what opportunities are you seeing, Lord? Or have you set me up for in this? Because now I'm going to see him in a new perspective as that new opportunity sh is shown to me, I see him from a new perspective. So I can believe him for greater than I did before. Cause again, it was limited, but now that I see him in a different perspective. And so as we, as we saturate ourselves, when we talk about saturating, it's filling ourselves to the brim with who he is. Or if we steep ourselves in God reality, imagine a tea bag, right? A, a tea bag is, you don't get the benefits of the tea unless you steep that tea bag in hot, hot water, right? If you steep it in hot water, the very essence of the water begins to saturate that very tea bag and begins to release everything that it is, its flavor, its smell out to the person that's about to drink of it, right? It's not just, you see, it's color. All of that gets released when you steep yourself in God 
all that he's put on the inside of you begins to get released. There's still so much on the inside of every single one of you who's listening today. You know, maybe it's an, it's, it's just been untapped because maybe there have been a lot of cares and concerns that have just kind of overwhelmed you in the last couple of years. And you're just going, Lord, this year is just going to be like any other year. It's just, I'm just going to be overwhelmed. But I believe that this year is going to be different for you. I believe that as you steep yourself in God realities, then God is going to show up for you like he's, he hasn't before, or you've never recognized before. Maybe today or in the next coming days, you're going to begin to recognize, wait a minute, God was with me this entire time. You know, I, I just missed him because everything seems so much bigger. The giant seems so much bigger. You know, the mountain was humongous that was in my way. But you're here today. You're not there. You're here. You know, so God has brought you through. And he's just trying to get us to recognize that he's been with us every step of the way. He is right here. He's never left. That's his promise. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will not, I will not, I will not. And he says, assuredly not. If you want a scripture, that's in Hebrews 13, verse five, right? The second half of that in the Amplified Classic. But it, it's it's so rich because he, he is making a point for you to be able to open your eyes, right? Eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to understand beyond our natural circumstances and situations um, to see that God is present. He's ever present you know, and he's always present for you because he loves you so very much. He loves me so very much. And sometimes we forget that. And that's where the frustrations and the hurts and the pains come in because we think, God, where are you? Don't you love me? And he goes, I do. And that's why he tells us to look to Jesus, right? Because Jesus was the demonstration of how great his love was for us, you know, and it's to go over the story message paraphrase puts it this way to go over that story. When we find ourselves flagging in our faith, when we find ourselves, you know, drawing back, when we find ourselves saying, Lord, I don't, I don't think I can go on. We're supposed to go over that story again. What story, his story, what he was willing to do for us. And that whole story, that long litany of hostility, he plowed through and that will shoot adrenaline into your soul. Right. And what's that adrenaline going to do? It's going to put a fight in you and not allow you to give up in the moment. I think one of the most important things we need to shift, and you mentioned it a few times, empathizing with uh, the viewers, we often will say, God, where are you? Or God, where were you? I think a really good thing to do, because let's get real. I mean, I've done it. <laughs> That's an accusation. It's not really a question. It's an accusation. Yeah. I think right. if we can get to, because this is something I've been learning to do with God in many of the battles that we're facing, and when they're not... Um, we're not seeing the instant breakthrough, the instant healing, all of which I know we already have. And as opposed to saying, God, where were you? Or where are you? It's God, where are you in this? Help me see you in this. Because I know you're there. I know you care. I'm not reminding him who he is. I'm reminding me who he is. But sure. in that, what's been amazing is he has been doing exactly what you were saying, Michelle. He's been showing me all through my lifetimes that he were, was there that I miss him. So I really want to encourage all of you to grab hold of this because sometimes we hear these words and we love these words and there's real strategy here. I'll tell you the real strategy here. Saturate your life with my word, my heart, my spirit. And you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Read my Bible. Yeah, big revelation. You know what? It is a huge revelation because sometimes we're so familiar with something we forget how profoundly powerful it is. 
And remember, when you spend time in the word, you're spending time with him who is the word made flesh. If you ever thought, oh, Jesus, I wish I'd been around all those years ago, 2000 some years ago, so I could have walked with you the way the disciples did. You know what you can do? You can spend time with him anytime you want because he is the word made flesh. Pick up your Bible and read it, meditate on it, linger over it, invite him to make it real because you not only am spending time with him, but you're filled with his spirit who will do this. The other great thing about being in the word, Hebrews 4, the word of God is is, a, is sharper than any two-edged sword. It separates soul from spirit. When I'm reading the word, I'm not only be re- being reminded who he is, what he's like, how he thinks, how he approaches things. I'm being reminded who I am. I'm being reminded what I'm like. And anything in me that isn't lining up with what the word says about him or me, when we're in the word, there's this grace for Holy Spirit to say, see, that's your real portion. And then all of a sudden it's not, God, why aren't I seeing the healing? It's God, thank you that my nephew is healed. Thank you that you're bringing it about. I'm not sure how, but that's even exciting, God, because that means you're doing exceedingly abundantly beyond my ability to comprehend. God, I don't like not comprehending. I don't like not understanding, but I'm getting really excited about it because that (laughs) means you're doing something so far beyond me. I can't wait to see the manifestation. So I want you to catch what this word is, what we're to leave behind. Michelle's unpacked that beautifully. What the promise is, if we're willing to. And again, none of this is by our might. So don't start thinking, all right, I've got to figure out how to get past all my pains, all my offenses. I've been wrestling with something for the better part of a year. You know how I do it? Almost every time I meet with God, I say, Lord, I'm giving it to you again. I see that little frustration. I see that little thing cropping up in me. I don't want any of it left. Obviously, I can't get rid of it in my own power, but the beauty is I don't need to. So I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it to you. He means it when he says, cast your cares upon him. Give any yoke but his yoke to him. Give the yoke of pain, offense, doubt, and hurt to him. Because when you do, he's going to not just put his yoke on you that's light and easy. It's filled with strength. It's filled with wisdom. It's filled with mercy. It's filled with grace. And all of a sudden, you're going to start seeing those opportunities. But reverse engineer this thing, because the last part, the key, is actually the most important part. Because when you're in the Word, you're going to realize, wait, pain, offense, doubt, hurt, that's not my portion. Wait a minute. This isn't my portion. This isn't my portion. And you're going to shift from, and God, I know you're trustworthy and faithful and almighty and all powerful. So you also have the ability to make sure that these things that aren't my portion as I give them to you, because I don't know what to do. I'm giving them to you. You deal with them. And then you bring me into what you have for me. Saturate your life with my word. When you do, you'll saturate your life with his heart. And when you do, you are being saturated in the Holy Spirit. Michelle, in addition to what God directly spoke, any other keys on using this key, any other tips, any other techniques as you're, as you're living this word out, (laughs) obviously I know you and Alvin, you're people of the word, you're in the word, but is there anything else you can share with the viewers before I have you pray for them that will help them access this, live this out, especially on those difficult days when it looks like it's just a battle and they can't see the victory. 
You know, I think one of the things we can take a look at is that apart from being real with God, think about being real with somebody you can trust, you know, because it, it helps to have physical people. I mean, of course we know that God is with us, but he also surrounds us with people that we can run with that can, you know, uphold us when we just feel like I can't do this anymore, you know, but surround yourself with people that you can say you can be accountable to. Now, accountability is not a bad word. That's a choice you're going to have to make to open up your life to somebody else and say, Hey, this is what's going on with me. This is what's happening in my life and have people standing with you and praying with you. Now there's always going to be a risk, right? Because you don't know if you might end up getting hurt in the future, but that has to be a, a risk you're willing to take. And everybody's going to be like, well, I don't want to open myself up to anybody. I'm not saying to open it up to everybody, but you're going to find people that have the same heart, which means that not, not a complaining heart. We don't want to be around people who are just going to complain to just, you know, add to how we're already feeling, but no people who are going to lift us up in the, in the process and in the course of what we're going through and help us see that this is not the end. Sometimes we need somebody to say, Hey, this isn't the end, you know, come on and grab your hand and say, come on, we're going to keep on pressing on and moving forward together. You know, Robert, when you were speaking earlier, I was reminded of a scripture, if you don't mind me sharing it in Zechariah nine, verse 12 in the new living translation, it says, come back to the place of safety all you prisoners who still have hope. I promise this very day that I will repay two blessings for each of your troubles. Now, I, I shared this with our congregation and I said, you know what? It start, it'll be good to start listing all the things you've had trouble with. And you're going, okay, Lord, I can't show me, show me in the midst of all of this, what, what are the blessings that I received or what, what's coming my way? Because now you have an expectation, but if you see the key before all of that happens, it's, you got to come back. You're going to have to come back to the place of safety and there's no place safer than being found in his will. And how are you going to find his will? Well, again, saturating yourself in his word, you know, his word, you'll see, you'll see his will in his word. And as you get the word on the inside of you, like Robert said, then your heart is going to begin to desire the things that he wants for you. I guarantee you, while it may not feel that way or look that way to you at the moment, God's plans for you are far better than you could ever dream or imagine. What he wants you to be able to step on into is greater than anything you could dream up for yourself or even set yourself up, set yourself up for. And of course, his spirit is going to guide you every step of the way because we don't know the way. We've never been this way before. It's a year we've never experienced, but God has gone before us and his Holy Spirit is leading us, gently leading us. Maybe he's a little bit louder with some of us than others, but he's always gentle. Yeah. You know, his heart is always for you. And so when you come back to that place of safety, it says all you prisoners who still have hope, even if it's a tiny little bit of hope, if you just allow God to his word to water it, if you just allow the sun to shine on it, who he is and what he has done for you, something is going to come alive on the inside of you and it's going to grow and it's going to flourish and it's going to bear much fruit, not just for you, but for the people around you, they're going to see this change on the inside of you. And you're going to have opportunities to share your testimony 
Now, testimony is not you, standing on the stage. Michelle, I want to jump in because there's a really important point here before you go on to your next point. Um, when you read Zechariah 9, I could hear voices in the audience saying, but that's my problem. I don't have hope anymore. My hope's been crushed. And you addressed part of that really, really well, even if it's a tiny bit of hope, how to let that be watered. But for those of you, I understand what you've been going through. You have no idea how much compassion and empathy I have for you. But I want to remind you of God's word and your truth. It says in 1 Corinthians 13 that these three things remain, yeah. faith, hope, and love. Mm -hmm. So I know what it's feel, it feels like to not have hope, but that's how it feels. In Christ, there is always hope. And sometimes all it takes is simply saying, God, I don't see it. I don't feel it. But by faith, I receive hope. And you start making that declaration. And then you're in the word. And then, just like Michelle was saying, that'll water. Because you may not think, you may think, I don't even have that tiny bit of hope that Pastor Michelle was talking about. You do. Because hope yeah. remains. And it doesn't say it feels like it remains. It says it does remain. So get with God and say, Lord, I don't feel the hope, but I know it's there. Water it for me. Yeah. Fertilize it for me. Breathe on it for me. I don't even feel a cold ember of hope. But if your word says I have hope, then breathe on it and make it a hot ember and set me ablaze with hope again. Because without hope, we're not going to have faith. And without faith, we can't partner with God to see the manifestation of the victory we already have. Because Hebrews 11 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. So yes. hope precedes right. faith. And I talk a lot about faith and the substance of faith, but God's really been highlighting how the enemy's been after hope because he wants to destroy faith. And I'm telling you, I understand feeling like there's nothing left of hope. But remember, our hope is in Christ. So if we're in Christ, and that's not only a, 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 a faith statement of, well, my hope's in Christ. My hope's certainly not in my government. My hope's in Christ. <laughs> Good. Your hope should be in Christ. Yes. However, I want to remind you, you are also in Christ. So if you're in Christ and hope is in Christ, you have hope. Michelle, do Amen. me a favor. Make I, I, And I'm sorry I jumped in. I just wanted to address those people who I could feel their hearts saying, I don't even have hope left. But um, I'd like you to finish that thought you were starting, and then I'm going to ask you to pray for our audience. Well, honestly, I can't remember the thought anymore, but okay. this other thought came to mind when you're talking about hope, is that hope is an anchor for our soul, right? And our soul is our mind, our win, our uh, will, and our emotions. So you may not think you have any form of hope. You might have to latch on to like this hope that you have for something else, right? You might, a lot of times our hope is circumstance-based. Like I'm, ho I'm hoping about this particular thing, um, but you don't see it happening. So you lose hope here, but you have hope um, in, in Christ or in God for something else. So God can still use that to touch this moment in this circumstance or situation for you. Come on. You know, I mean it's the same it's the same faith muscle that you're going to have to use when you when you trust God. Um, you know, and maybe you don't see all of 2024 going into 2025, right? You don't see it yet. But you have enough hope to step into tomorrow. Well, that's good. Take yeah. that step into tomorrow. Uh and take it with him. That's because it. the hope that he releases to us through his Holy Spirit is a hope that doesn't disappoint, you know, and a lot of times we get disappointed because we feel that God his, hasn't met our expectation um, regarding the answer to our problem.
because we see it a particular way and we want it to happen that way. Yeah. But that may not be the way that God wants it to happen. That may not be the best way for it to happen for you. It may actually destroy you if, he, if it goes the way you want it to. So we have to be able to trust God that he knows what is best for us. And maybe for some, well, I have, you know, for so many years I have, but I want to encourage you just keep on keeping on. Yeah. You know, hey, keep put on this statement on. in the comments, everybody. De declare, I have hope. Because here's the deal. Pastor Michelle said it. Have faith that you have hope. And if you have faith that you have hope, hope will lead you into faith. It's this beautiful circle. So go ahead, especially if you feel like you have no hope, make this statement in the comments. I have hope. By faith, I have hope. And in my hope, I have faith. Thank you so much for everything you've been sharing, Michelle. It's been amazing. I love how you blend the prophetic and the pastoral so <laughs> beautifully. It's wonderful. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you, as you feel led, it can be about this word or anything else you're feeling, but do me a favor, and as Holy Spirit leads, pray for our audience. Thank you, Robert. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that we have such an opportunity to come together. And maybe for some, this is the first time you've jumped on and onto this program. And it's the first time you're hearing something like this, or maybe it's something you've heard and heard and heard, but God is breaking something off of you in this moment. False expectations, unmet expectations that he's just breaking off you so that you can see his expectation, that we begin to align what we want to see with what he wants to see in our lives and trusting him to say to um, not just orchestrate all of it but that he's already prepared something amazing for us to step into father i pray that you give each and every person that's listening the strength to be able to let go of things it's not easy a lot of these things have marked us so tremendously but i pray that you give them the strength to let it go so that it just, the weights just begin to fall off them. It is a, it's a, almost like a tangible uh, manifestation that all of a sudden things are just falling off their shoulders. These burdens are being removed and the yokes are being destroyed off of their lives because you are present in our midst today. And like you said in your word that you're going to, we're going to see and experience your glory in, in greater ways and greater depths and height this year that it's going to cause us to stand in awe of you, cause us to stand in awe, cause us to just um, be saturated with the wonder of your person, Lord Jesus, that we find ourselves falling more and more in love with you as we see you just taking our hand and walking with us all throughout this year. You know, you are the victorious risen Christ. That is who you are. And as you walk, as we walk with you, you are imparting that into our lives so that we can walk, enforcing that victory as your beloved sons and daughters into the world around us, into our situations and circumstances. I pray, Lord, that people don't find it overwhelming to have to spend time in your word, that they're going to be able to carve out moments all throughout the day, maybe some shorter than others, maybe some for hours on end, but just be able to carve out time to hear from you, to spend time in your word and allow that word not just to be ink on a page, not just to be letters on a page, but 
that it allows it to be imprinted into our heart. And that is some, it's going to be a now word for the readers, a now word that they can grab hold of and say, this is my promise for this year. It's going to anchor me in hope. It's going to anchor me in Christ. You know, I just sense that there are, there are hearts that have been broken this year. And I don't know if it's because it's of relationships, but um, like a romantic relationship or you've lost a loved one this year. But I pray that God just comes into that room where you are, in, where you're at. And he just envelops you with his presence, that he wraps his arms around you and says to you, beloved son, beloved daughter, I'm right here. I know exactly what you're going through. And we are, we, I'm not leaving you in this. We are going to get through this. We are going to find hope in this situation. And we are going to move forward together because I have something for you. You cannot stay here, but I'm with you. I'm with you. And so I pray that your heart is being made whole in this very moment. You sense a warmth wrap around you and you're like, what is it? I'm telling you right now, it's the Holy Spirit. He's just wrapping himself around you, almost like a cocoon. You know, and, and, and that in that cocoon, there's a transformation that's happening. And that transformation is going to turn you into who God has always called you to be in the midst of this painful circumstance. You are going to stand in awe of what God has done in your life. And so I just pray that over each and every one of you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Michelle, thanks so much. I know for some of our audience, this will be the first time they heard from you. So do me a favor and let them know about your website where they can hear more from you because you guys broadcast your Sunday services. We do. Um, so our church is New Life, the Fort, as in F-O-R-T, because our church is, was, is located in what used to be a fort, a military fort. Um, in the Philippines. So you can catch us on newlifethefort.com. You can also check us out on Facebook um, and YouTube, also under New Life the Fort. Um, we would love for you to join us when we do our broadcasts. But I just want to say thank you, Robert. Thank you wow. for this wonderful opportunity that you've given me to be able to share that word that God gave before the year even rolled in. You're um, so welcome. Thank you for taking <laughs> time to share it. Um, I greatly appreciate you. I love you and Alvin. I love your guys' congregation. I love your church. And I can't wait till I get to be back in Manila with you guys later this year. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all that you shared. And hey, I want to thank each and every one of you as well for being a part of this week's broadcast. And one last thing I'd like to do, I want to give a huge shout out to the partners of Robert Hodgkin Ministries. You make all this possible. You help us reach the entire world with the presence, power, and personality of Jesus Christ. Thank you. If you haven't yet partnered with us, I want to encourage you to do so. You can go to roberthodgkin.com, click the giving link, and give a one-time generous donation. We'll be very, very grateful for that. But I'd really like you to consider joining our GO team, being part of God's solution, and helping send us around the world through meetings, through ministry, through missions, and through media like this that's available to for free because of our partners. You can join the GO team, be a monthly partner, and help us do that. But more than anything, what I want you to know is I'm going to be back with you again next week with another prophetic word 
to equip, encourage, and empower you because God has great things for you in 2024, and he's going to use you in powerful ways. Ready for more? Go to roberthodgkin.com for more teachings, more resources, and more information about Robert Hodgkin Ministries and Men on the Front Lines.